Welcome to this week's Talking Codswallop. I am Gemma. No James this week. I'd say he was doing something fun, but alas, he's just lazy and he claims to be busy with work. I don't think so. I think he's just a lazy git. (laughs) But you know what? When James is away, Gemma gets to play with a guest. And oh, have I got a good guest this week, James? Uh, Well, Salty Tadpoles, let's let's introduce you properly, even though the guest doesn't know the listener base is called Salty Tadpoles, possibly. (laughs) This guest is a singer, a double bass playing troubadour. He makes toast on stage. He does spoken word poetry and he is also a very, very funny man. So if James was here, he would say he's a multi-talented threat because that seems to be James's favourite thing at the moment. So please welcome to the show, Grant Sharkey. Hello. hello. (laughs) A threat, a multi-talented threat. That sounds, wow. Well, that's paranoid. We need to talk to James. Is he? Uh, is he all right? Is he? Does he only like people with single talents, <laughs> I, <laughs> like chefs who can only crush garlic? <laughs> I think that is the case, but it just seems to be every time he's uh, done an interview with a guest just on his own, he seems to um, always say, "Well, this uh, this chap or this lady is what I'd like to call a multi-talented threat." So I just thought I'd have a little funny wow. dig at him. <laughs> I, I, I want to know where that trauma comes from. <laughs> Did he run into a variety show one day I and think, just like yeah. have a horrible time or something? Okay, well, <laughs> fine. That's, that's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think what's happened is is that he's learnt what the word is and he's just overusing it because of, oh, there's okay. a lot of things that James does like that. So, <laughs> Okay, it's the wrong word, but he loves it. I, I get it. Yeah. 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 It's like, uh, like the guy who goes inconceivable in the Princess Bride. Okay. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. We've okay. definitely we've done a movie review on that one. So uh, <laughs> yeah, very very good film. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> it's a better book. William Goldberg, Goldman. Uh, the the book is just is stunning. Every five years he writes a new introduction. Well, he's dead now. He won't next year. But um, he's, <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, it, it just keeps expanding the story every time. It's so lovely. Oh, well, that's good because I'm not, unfortunately, I'm not a big reader. So I've more sort of watching of the films rather than actually reading the books and stuff like that. So I actually didn't know it was a book in the first place. So, uh, oh, yeah. I, I read it all the time. I read all the time. I love it. But I remember when I, when I was, it was actually about 15 years ago, I read it. And I, even though I was a, a grown person, I fully bought into it. It was that moment. It was like it was like being a kid when you first read like a pirate book that you really love or something, you know. Yeah. And I just absolutely fully bought into the whole thing, just going, "This must be real," and it was just brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And it, it was. It, I haven't had it since with a book, you know, when you you sort of analyze all the writing styles or whatever. But I was just, I was obsessed with it until I finished it. It was brilliant. <laughs> I think that is good as well, and it's always also nice to have a go-to back-to book. I suppose is a better way to say it, but yeah, like something yeah. that you can always sort of revisit yearly, maybe if you want to. Or yeah, I, although I I don't think I've ever captured that same magic again. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, I I don't know quite what it was, but there was something about it that I, it was the. It was the playfulness of, of of his writing that I just went, oh, this guy loves this, and I, so I thought I'd just I'd throw myself right into it as well. It was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. 
Oh, anyway, okay. I recommend it. The, uh, it was the 30th anniversary edition, I think it was, or maybe 25th or 20th. I can't remember. But um, it was uh, really good. It's green cover, dark green cover. Get it anywhere. Okay. I'll, yeah. <laughs> I'll have a look for it. I will. And I will read that one. Um, would you say that the book is better than the film or equally as good? Or uh, I think I think all books are better than the film, only because films have to be linear or you know, the, um, or within three hours or whatever, that sort of thing. So, mm. so books can always go deeper. And Goldman was a writer. He loves telling stories. That's basically what it is. So um, to, for him, that would be his way of, of delivering it to me. That's the way I see it. So yeah. the book is the, uh, the authentic form. Yeah. Of, of, yeah. Yeah. The story in general. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose with the book, you've got your own imagination with it all and stuff as well, haven't you? So, oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. Although Billy Crystal turning up and anything is brilliant. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I agree with that. <laughs> I was going to say, anyway, we're not here to talk about The Princess Bride, but I'm more than happy to carry uh. on. <laughs> we're here to talk about you. Why? Oh, uh, well, I don't know. There's this, well, I don't know. First of all, do you know why our listeners are called Salty Tadpoles? <laughs> <laughs> um do i know why your listeners are called salty tadpoles um i well i i <laughs> i figured guess. it was all to do with um some sort of cod swallopy thing or the fact that they're all spunky hunky uh chunky funky people yeah it's the latter it's the latter yeah <laughs> yeah okay that's all right then and to anyone you know like if anybody sort of gets um upset about being well i mean obviously if if they really don't want to be called salty tadpoles they can just be listeners whatever you know we're we're laid back here um but yeah they're either <laughs> tadpoles salty tadpoles listeners or you know whatever but the reason why well we picked it because we were sort of brainstorming an idea and we thought it was really funny but um yeah everybody is made of salty tadpoles so you know, we are all. That's, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, uh, to take that uh, uh, lower and across a little bit more, um, uh, there was a discussion the other night. I can't remember where I was, um, which was about you know you talk about coming across someone and he's like, hang on, shouldn't it? Surely it's up and down. Um, <laughs> just seems it seems uh, it seems a little bit of effort to actually move that ninety degrees around. So yeah, <laughs> and I suppose it depends on your age as well, doesn't it? <laughs> well, absolutely. Yeah, you know, it, it might be quite ambitious to think there's going to be any sort of distance at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Well, oh, sorry, I took it straight away there. Sorry. Oh, you're the kind of guest that I want on. If you can take your, uh, if you can take the conversation to that place already, I, then... I can always do that. And yeah. plus, I'm on quite a lot of paracetamol so yeah I, I could probably go a bit further but that's yeah. fine <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into the the, the real nitty-gritty of the um episode here so i mean obviously as you may or may not be aware for the last two years we've all been pretty much in lockdown how was your lockdown oh, well, yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> i've been out and about that's it's fine um <laughs> well <yeah. laughs> excuse it's, me it's um obviously not the last two years but it's uh you know it's kind of locked down for about a year of that though wasn't it so yeah yeah it's, it, it was it was pretty horrible i think it's a, a, a it's one of those things that's at least it's a sort of a shared trauma i know we're all coming out of it in different states of mind but at least at least we've all had that sort of thing to say well what did you do and i well, I, I immediately started a panic farm 
that's what I did. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I literally sort of planted cabbages. Let's go. I'm going to not rely on anyone. <laughs> um, and, uh, and just did that whole, not a survivalist. I didn't hoard any guns or anything like that because I'm a kind person. I can, I can chat my way into sharing things with people. Yeah. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, but that whole moment of just, uh, you know, panic farming, I loved it. I, it was quite nice to have a year off weirdly. Um, and also there was, uh, there was gigs and things. So I was, I was okay. There was, um, what's it called? Uh, uh, garden gigs and things like that there was always something I could do so yeah. it was okay well that's good that's good and you had um going by one of your albums because obviously I've been listening to your music and stuff which is really really good and Thank um you. no, you're welcome and uh <laughs> I if I remember correctly you were singing and talking to a potato <laughs> is that right uh, it was a garlic plant called uh, Gali Barlow that's um, the one yeah yeah it was um there were potatoes in there um but yeah the the idea was i i had an album already written um i released an album every six months for all your salty pad tadpoles um uh, i released an album every six months and but I, I i already had that album written it was supposed to come out they always come out on may the 1st and november the 5th every year and I had that album written for April 2020 that was called UK, hun. Um, it was really good. It was all about the state of the UK. It was like this, this quite deep thing. And then suddenly the pandemic happened and I, I literally scrapped it off and wrote an album within about sort of three weeks, I think, um, which was just me going mad with my garlic plant in my panic farm. Um, uh, and, and, and just that thing of just sort of seeing that um, and then also emerging from it with a cult that all wore Piper Pebble dungarees. Um, yes. There was, there was a, uh, the, the, but the, the idea was to just literally, I, it was kind of obvious everyone was going to make a lockdown album. I kind of wanted to do another, a, a different way of doing it, where it's much more of an internal thing about the, uh, the paranoia and the struggle of it. And the, the you know, the, there was a, a mental strain of it. So if I acknowledge the fact that I could possibly go mad and start talking to a garlic plant, then it wasn't a problem. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was it was fun. It was okay. Uh, the 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 problem with that album is um, I couldn't go to the studio and record it with my producer Dan, so I had to do it all um, sort of at home, and and that's not a great place to record an album. So um, almost everything is recorded under a duvet, um, sort of like just in various sort of quiet times of the day when when no one else was around or when the traffic was light or whatever. So I just had to try and get these takes done. Um, for the vocals and everything, and I sent them all to Dan. He put them all together, and it was fine. But it was a hard, hard session. It was a really yeah. hard session. Yeah. So, in effect, you had to um, teach yourself something new in a way, as well, doing that. Yeah, yeah, I, d yeah. I did. Um, and uh, it was all done on a little sort of Tascam recorder thing. You know, it was like one of those things you you do live interviews with, sort yeah. of thing. And um, yeah, and I, 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 I don't care about all this stuff. Um, I'm a I'm the musician. I should just put the thing in. Um, I don't care about why it sounds that way or how we need to make it louder or whatever. It's not my um, it's not my focus in the world. I focus mm. on the song, not the recording. And um, uh, and yeah, so I was having to suddenly care, and that was annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. 
<laughs> no, that's fair enough. Absolutely, that's fair enough. <laughs> Although, as the um, you know, the person that's obviously the recorder and the editor of this podcast, I do appreciate nice yeah. clean audio. <laughs> so you know, I know we'll you f- are audiophilic. It's fine. I I know that. It's fine. Um, the yeah. the there's no way to um uh, uh stop you from being that way, and I get it. No. You know, if you want to sit in a dark room all day listening to things and going, that's not good enough. That's fine. It's all like being God. <laughs> well, you know what? It definitely is a God complex, I have to say. <laughs> I, oh, yeah, it's fine. I've, I've, I've met several people like you in my life. It's fine. I understand. I'm happy to be your, your, your subjugation. I'm fine. I'm, it's okay. Yeah, you are part of my flock of sheep. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, obviously you know this, but um, with regards to the Salty Tadpoles, they may not all know this, but um, me and you have got a mutual friend who is Owen Edmonds, um, the yes. extremely tall and uh, lovely Welshman himself. Uh- I define him by his beard and hats. Yes, um, uh, I can, he's always he's always uh, defined by his by his height, yes, and his uh, nationality. But let's go with beard and hat. He's a bearded, hatted man. Yes, uh, that says yes, Cymru on it, and uh, it's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> it is an amazing hat. I've seen it myself, and um, I'm also very jealous as well because he allows you to hug him, and thank you for giving him. Uh, my hug um, he doesn't but, have a choice yeah i need to learn your ways because he doesn't let me <laughs> it's about defending the consent rights of everyone else except for owen ah. <laughs> is that the way it works um no um owen is uh, a very kind and wonderful man who yes. um uh and it's actually quite hard not to hug him when you see him yeah. um because he he's sort of like a polar bear you know, he sort of yeah. roams the roams around to gigs solitary sometimes, meets up with some people every now and then. But he's a fantastic supporter of uh, the creative arts and um, just everything. You know, the the, the um, uh, th- that he loves, he fully puts 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 his support behind, and it's wonderful. So, yeah. if you are lucky enough to be someone that Owen likes, it's it's desperately hard not to not to fall in love with him i bought him a savloy the other night in cardiff so um you know i'm, I'm paying it back <laughs> we went to dorothy's and it was it was all right a very quick trip to dorothy's and back i where's, had chips and gravy as because where's dorothy's dorothy's well you yeah. go out of the moon turn right turn left turn right again then turn left and you're at, you're at dorothy's um, okay, which what is, is a, Dorothy's? Is what the shit about? It's a fish and chip shop. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> it's a fish and chip shop, and um, uh, it's uh, it's a sort of a, a mainstay. It's a bit of a, a tradition in Cardiff. Uh, is a Dorothy's. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's well known to everyone. Uh, ah, I had a lot okay. to say, and people go, "Yeah, you know, it's just better than everything else in Cardiff." Let's face it. Good to know. That's Next time true. I'm in Cardiff, I'll see, uh, seek it out. Definitely. Yeah, definitely do it without yeah. a doubt. It's um, uh, it's well worth it. I will. Well, yeah, if you want a carb load, 
<laughs> Owen, Owen and I basically have put this um, these questions together. So I asked him, um, you know, if he had any questions. I asked if, oh, okay, yeah. And so he's he's uh, got a bit of insider knowledge for me because I was a little bit of background here as well before we. I suppose properly get into the chat and stuff, but although we're chatting because this is normal, um, the yeah. yeah we we we've been planning on doing this recording for about six months. Yeah, <laughs> I yep. was I was supposed to go and see Grant play, but I had a car accident the week before, or no, a couple of days before, I think it was. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, I was... and I was also on the road as well, so I couldn't really give that as much attention as I liked because um, I was yeah. like, "What?" Ah, and then I had to run off to the next thing, sort of thing. So it, uh, yeah. yeah, a car accident was was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, then the, I think I had technological problems as well that was delaying it, and yeah, a, a million other things. Uh, so, but we're finally here. So you know, when there's yeah. a will, there's a way. People is what we have to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's true it's been on my to-do list for a long time so yeah this is yes. good yes definitely and uh i've been looking forward to it as you have as well because you were well you told me you were anyway otherwise you're a good liar then <laughs> uh, I, I don't do things i don't look forward to so that's <laughs> that's the way of my life uh, the, the days get really long if you start doing things you don't want to do Exactly. I agree. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my nine to five job, maybe I can't oh, really give that There's one always up, that. But, the, <laughs> but yeah, in, in terms of uh, being a musician, if someone sort of goes, hey, man, you know, we should jam one night. You go, oh, nah. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> I don't have to say yes to that. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I've, uh, I'm going to start with, I've got a, quite, a couple of quick fire rounds for you. Okay. So, uh, I've got my gun. Are you ready? Yes. Pew pew yes. pew pew. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> cats or dogs? Both. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. I love. Um, I, I ne well, neither really. I as a musician, I can't have pets because I go away for a long amount of time, yeah. and apparently they die if you don't feed them. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so I don't bother really. But they're all fine. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i don't like these binary choices okay <laughs> curry or pizza this is all from curry. owen by the way so if you don't like this bit this is from owen so yeah no it's, it's fine it's always curry though let's face it yeah actually um, uh, as we, i know it's quick fire but we um you've got a cure haven't you for a cold because yesterday you were full of cold so today you are a little bit i think you said as well but yeah i had to cancel yesterday's recording because i i, I got back from Cardiff and just came down with a massive cold and oh. my cure is uh always uh, a dan sack of some sort just eat a dan sack don't put too many like rices or naans with it just just get the juice in yeah and um uh and <laughs> vitamin c paracetamol loads of water decaf coffee weirdly and um uh and sleep and that's it and i was fine today yeah um it's good and it, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a quick shot thing. It's a vitamin C overload, basically. Uh, the hotter the curry, the better. Yeah, I'll oh, see. I'm a korma girl, so I don't think this one will work uh, for me. Yeah. But um, I'll give it. Uh, just grab some raw chilies then, and just eat those. There was a friend of mine in Huddersfield who gave me that. He ate all these raw chilies through a gig once, where his nose was and eyes were streaming. And he just said, "I'm just so bunged up. It's the only way to start things moving." I was like, "Oh yeah." 
Um, and it really, it really works. It's just there eating a bag of green chilies. It was brilliant. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think I might have to just suffer, but you know, we'll see. It, well, it, it's, it's sort of like the, it's, you know, it's not a nice medicine, but it is a medicine that works. Yes. Well, there you go. See, <laughs> I suppose, you know, we should listen, but uh, I don't know if I want to. <laughs> uh, Les yeah. Paul or John Paul Jones? John Paul Jones. That's, uh, that goes without doubt. I mean, Les Paul did define the whole world in terms of creating the guitar, but yeah. um, but John Paul Jones is a bass player. That means he's better than everyone. Yeah, I agree with yeah. that. Yeah, because yeah. I, I like bass players the most. Um, yeah. The Beatles or the Stones? The Kinks. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> no, that's that's <laughs> cool. Because it's like, um, going back to James again, he, he's often asked the question of um, if, yeah. uh, you know, if you prefer Batman or Superman kind of thing. And I always say Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You've got yeah. to have a third option. Yeah. Um, neither, neither um, uh, well, firstly, they're all great songwriters, but neither the Stones nor the Beatles did a song about um, a, a transsexual person. No. In the 60s. <laughs> yeah, except for Lou Reed. Lou Reed did as well. But, um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, that's the best thing. Lola is a fantastic piece that everyone sings along with. Yep. L-O-L-A, Lola. And, uh, but at the same time, they have no idea what the song's about. <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> You're absolutely right there. Yeah. And definitely yeah. nobody can not sing that song. <laughs> Exactly. Um, the Kinks are brilliant songwriters, brilliant yes. songwriters, the Davies boys. So they need, they need more. Uh, whenever people ask the Beatles or the Stones, I've made a, a point to say that the, the Kinks. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Um, and finally, the two Ronnies or Markham and Wise. Oh, that's hard. <laughs> oh, okay. This is not quick fire at all. Right. Um, it's all right. Oh. No, it's okay. Okay. So it's the two Ronnies um, because... Ronnie Barker especially did so much writing for them. That's 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 what it is. Is is they also created a lot more of their stuff. Whereas the Morecambe and Wise, they did rely quite a lot on on writers, I believe. Okay. Um, so that's that's all it is. But I, I both of them are, are fantastic in so many ways. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. good. Um, but yeah, I mean, you had to choose between two. You know, not between two. You had to choose between the two. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you've done well. You've done well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you can wipe your brow now and we can get on to my questions. Yeah. Wow. I didn't expect that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I love an origin story. So where did it all begin for you, apart from when you were Salty Tadpole? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. My dad wasn't quick enough at moving uh, the 90 degrees. Uh, to the, <laughs> to I the took side. a sip of drink at that uh, time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no. It's, um, so, uh, oh, where did it all start? Is it, well, what do you want? I was born in Leicester and all that, but I was raised in Southampton. I spent a couple of years in Egypt as a kid, all this stuff. Um, everything's an education. It was, yeah, uh, yeah life's, um, life started. And uh, as a kid, I was found I was curious and um, uh, not necessarily, I wasn't into the idea of performance at all. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I, was, I was sort of, I quite like being someone who did writing and things like that. Um, stuff, stuff that you can do quietly uh, in the backs of trains. And um, 
and yeah so uh, and then my brother was musical he's a great guitarist um and he ended up buying a bass at some point um which he didn't really play so he taught me how to play the bass lines to the songs he wanted to play um so i'd be playing hey joe or or um a wild thing or something like that um it, you know so that he could solo over me going doom 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 and he could just keep <laughs> doing this like it was, it was kind of strange but at the same time um i got a feel for the bass and i like the bass uh and there was a sort of an instant connection uh to the bass um but then i heard primus yep um i heard tommy the cat by primus on the bill and ted's bogus journey soundtrack and i said to my brother what the hell is that he goes that's a bass i'm like no it's not um and then i found uh, a few bars of uh of tab for tommy the cat in a guitar world and started to teach myself the bass like really hardcore bass and then i just got into it and it's one of those things when you love something the bass is apps is definitely my instrument i tried guitars i've tried pianos and drums um but the bass was just the instrument that absolutely uh connected with me because you can hit it really hard or play it really soft or whatever it's got it's a really dynamic instrument um and it's actually the instrument that you realize connects all the rest of the band together as well it connects the drums to the to the melody and the rhythm and all that and it connects the guitarist to the drums and it's just yep. it's, the, it's that middle point um and i yeah i've always loved bass and then just lots to, and lots of um sorry i, I don't apologize for well, how dare you I this know, is my right? origin story i was about to get to the point where everyone died but no that was a toxic spill (laughs) (laughs) no i was just going to say very quickly with regards to your point of um saying that you know like the the base is the thing that keeps the everything together and stuff yeah because i've i've said that quite often that um you know i was speaking to a few other people before and uh i said that it's like the drums are the heartbeat but the the bass mm-hmm. is the veins that keeps it all flowing and through the body, you know, kind of thing. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. See, it yeah. was it I was like relevant. It. That's why I wanted to interrupt. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's absolutely right. It's um, it, it is it is the connective tissue of of music. Yeah. Um, uh, all right now by Free. I think that's the song that you can probably sort of listen to it when there's that breakdown. It's before the guitar solo. And it just goes doom be doom boom 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 doom boom be boo be. I haven't really got a full set of voice. Um and uh uh and you can listen to that for hours. Just those I don't know, five, six notes. Just like, yeah, <laughs> this is great. And then the guitar comes in and it's the perfect that's the moment when you realise that the, the bass and drums are just there and then the guitar can sit on top quite happily. If the guitar just started playing without the drums and the bass, it would be weird. Yes, yeah, definitely. <laughs> if it was the reverse, yeah, so if it was the guitar first, then it was the bass, then it was the drums, I think, yeah, it would definitely be weird, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it can happen, but it's, it, it, it is one of those things. But, that, you know, in terms of that solo, that solo only rocks because Andy Frazier wrote the best little bass line in the world. That's the, that was the nice thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so a few bands later, that's what I was going to say. Um, I started a band called Toupee, which had two bass players and a drummer. Um, we didn't really plan it that way, but, um, it, it kind of, it needed a, an element that my friend Carl could do with all his effects and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we wrote stupid little songs and on stage we played a lot. We played, you know, as much as we could. 
um, on stage, we also started to self-sabotage. So we try and have so much of a laugh on stage that the songs would fall apart. And then you try and get back into the song. It was, it was like this every night basically had to be a, a, be like a fingerprint. It had to be completely different. Yeah. Um, uh, bec- just because of the fact that it keeps the songs exciting. Um, and also it, it was acknowledging that the audience was in the room. And I realized then, that, oh, okay, I got this. I understand this. And um, the, the sort of the idea that every night um, you can't do the same thing. It's impossible. So I never know why bands do, you know, try and play a song perfectly or something like that. It's like, no, nah, just, just go for it. Just, just lush it every night. It just really... Um, put 150% in it and also connect it to that audience. You can only do it once a night. You can't, um, you can't take it back. Um, And I just think that, I think that that's the, uh, that's the essence of live music. So, so in that band, we learned quite a lot about how to, uh, how to engage audiences and how to um, move around with, within, within a song and uh, explore it and stop it and talk about things and make people laugh. And just, it was brilliant. It was fantastic. And, and we also did quite a lot of DIY stuff. We went to the States without visas and stuff like that and played loads of shows and Ooh. it was good fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. It was, it was George Bush. It's fun. <laughs> as long as it's all <laughs> under the counter, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, We didn't ask for money. So it was okay. It was all right. We, but, but yeah, we, we did, uh, we did, we played a little tour out there. Yeah. All those sorts of things. You just try stuff, just try and be different, try and do something different. Um, yeah. that's what it's always been about for, for me. Um, and then that band stopped for a bit and then I was doing some jobs. I owned a bookshop for a while. Um, which is a good thing to do. I recommend that. Um, and, uh, but then that had to close for, uh, my mum got sick. So I just had to to make a choice between mum or bookshop. Uh, still got a mum though. So it's all right. That's the um, main thing really, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And, um, uh, and then I was working in a, a corporate bookshop at the university in Southampton and, um, uh, and I just realized I can't be doing this all my life. I'm a, I'm a, performer i can you know i'm good at bass and singing and stuff like that um so i decided to try and uh, there was a thing that jonathan colton did i don't know if you know him or not but he's an american no. guy who um he was a programmer and he wanted to get out of being a programmer so he started to write a song a week and used all his nerdy connections to sort of build quite a big online fan base mm-hmm. um he wrote the he wrote the song at the end of Portal and stuff like that. Just, um, uh, you know, there's just, he had some big hits within the nerd community. Okay. And, but, but he just did this thing called A Thing A Week. And by the end of the year, he had 52 songs and a fan base. And I was like, oh, okay. So I just thought I'd do a slower version of that by releasing an album every six months. Yes. And over 20 years. Um, and ending up with more than 52 songs. So yes. Um, uh, but the But the idea is to, with this particular thing is to literally keep moving. That's all it really is about. So every time I have to write an album, um, I never feel a chore with it, but I do feel like it will refresh something within the older songs as well. Um, or the, you know, the, the next tour or whatever. So it's always exciting for me to keep creating and performing and going. And uh, essentially I'm, I'm never settling for, I've done my best work. I haven't yet. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I have. Not for me. 
<laughs> yeah, you'll find um, out. You'll find out once yeah. it's all done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come deaf. Let's see what they play at the funeral. <laughs> Pubes and toenails. What the? F- <laughs> yeah, that's the way it goes. So that's the origin story. Um, I'm a bass player who loves uh, to be anarchic on stage, and um, I try not to write very many songs about myself because. I've only got so much to go around. I'm a limited resource. Yeah. Um, uh, so I write about the things around us because they're, they're endless and wonderful and weird and absurd and stupid. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's nice. I was going to say, there's definitely a lot of stupid going on at the moment. <laughs> one of my yeah. favorite one of my favorite songs by you that I, well, I think it was the one of the first ones I listened to was... Um, Oh, the hill you're gonna die on! I think it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I yeah. really like because yeah, because um, just you know, because obviously we can get into the albums and stuff in a moment, but um, you know, for the like salty chapels, what happens, you know, with uh, with Grant's albums is that you know he he'll play the songs at the start and then at the end there's like a twenty minute plus song, isn't there? Um, yes. I'm not sure if you're still doing that, but, you know, like obviously with the ones I've listened to. You, no, you not always. Um, uh, sometimes I do a, 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 I do an, al- an album edit of the, each album so that you can, can just listen without it, you know, shuffling or whatever. You know, you yeah. can just listen to the album in full without it sort of having a break in between songs. Um, yeah. But uh, it depends on the album with that one. But, yeah, The, the Hill You're Going to Die On was... Um, Literally, the Black Lives Matter movement, just yeah, and watching so many white people going, but all lives matter, or even worse, white lives matter, and you go, well, hang on, you are not getting this, yeah, and it's mad that people will, people will literally fight each other over whether someone else should exist. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like, and yeah, what? Um, it makes no sense to me. So, so yeah, I, I all sort of. Um, nationalisms and supremacies uh or supremacisms um are can i swear yes of course are fucking stupid (laughs) (laughs) that's basically it um i have no uh no concept of you know even even my own heritage i don't define myself by it i define myself by what i do now that's surely surely how we all are isn't it but no some people go, but my passport says on this, therefore I am that. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. So that song is just purely that. Is that really the hill you're going to die on? You know, yeah. surely you're the best satellite dish installer in all of Romford. Shut up. You know, <laughs> just be, be the best. Be the best at something. Don't just be sort of, you know, resting on the, the your heritage, your your gene pool. Fuck that. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit like. Yeah, imagine um, being Hitler's kid or something like that. You don't want to be defined by being Hitler's kid. I don't know if there is a Hitler's kid. Oh yes, there is. It's called Vladimir Putin. <laughs> um, and um, uh, but the you know, imagine that. Imagine going. Oh yeah, I, I now can't be the the greatest uh, artisan baker in all of Munich because I'm defined by the actions of other people. It's just terrible. What a horrible way to live. No, be good. I, Just yeah. be the greatest you you can be. That's what I think as well, because it's like I've always, you know, like I kind of was brought up that you know treat people how you want to be treated, and you know, like absolutely all that kind of thing. Unfortunately, though, 
you have to kind of learn to have a bit of a hard shell when you are that kind of person as well, because you can be either taken yeah. advantage of or, or worse, the people just take it, you know, well, either take advantage of you or they just treat you like dog poo completely. I don't know why I didn't there say dog that. shit then, by the way, by the way. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know. Dog, doggy props. Um, dog- no, um, <laughs> the... the... <laughs> It's exactly right. I, mean, I, I think that treat people how you want to be treated thing, you know, the hard shell thing. Yeah. Um, I I have quite a hard shell. I take offense at nothing. If someone doesn't like what I do, not a problem. If they want to chat about it, that's fine. Yeah. Um, uh, and I'd rather chat about it, to be honest, than, than people sort of walk away going, I hate him and sort of obsessing about me or whatever. Um, but also the hard shell, I think, has to also become a soft probe with other people. So I have a hard show shell. I know that I, I don't take offense easily. Um, but that means I shouldn't ever assume that anyone else has a hard shell. So I don't, I, I don't go in trying to offend anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, that's, that's always the thing. I always try and assume that, um, uh, most people have got other shit to be worrying about or, um, have a different pain and a different trauma from everyone else, et cetera. So, so yeah, so having a hard shell doesn't mean you should have a hard exterior Yeah. in a weird way. It means you should probably have a softer exterior because you've had to develop a hard shell. <laughs> yes, yes, and yeah. I've definitely got a soft exterior. <laughs> it's sort of weird. It's like the fleshy bit around a, 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 a chestnut. Yeah, you know, I, I was just referring to the chubbiness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, 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 I get that bit as well. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm totally with you on that. That's what the dance acts are for. But it's um, uh, the... Yeah, just that sort of you know, don't don't be an asshole. Don't be a badass all the time. Just just live. Yeah. And uh, if you've got a smile and a tongue in your head, you can pretty much navigate the whole world um, without too much trouble. I think. Yeah. Um, you know, when you're in a strange place, um, I know. I know. I speak from a, a point of privilege in terms of being a white man, etc. But the the you know i i genuinely believe if you if you ask for help you'll usually get it um and i i and i don't think most people are out to hurt each other so yeah. so yeah it's 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 um uh it, it's a it's a point of trust as well isn't it whilst yeah. being cynical and scared <laughs> yeah exactly and you know what sort of a, i would say it would be it's like being a multi emotional threat <laughs> <laughs> I call back to about 30 minutes ago. <laughs> that was for you, James. That was for you, yeah. <laughs> but no, I was going to say that, you know, it's almost it's almost terrible in some ways that you have to not apologise, but kind of acknowledge the fact that you're a white male, you know, because every everybody's problems are hard for everybody. So I know that there are a lot bigger issues out there, like the Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. Um, But for an individual, you know, like when you take things on individually, everybody has got problems, you know? So I just, I... Oh, totally. I, I, so, uh, sorry. Well, well, I, I completely agree with that. And, um, uh, I, I, so it was explained to me this way um, 
by a friend of mine who's from uh, a Southeast Asian sort of heritage. So she's got brown skin and she's got a name that sounds funny and she's small um, and, you know, diminutive. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she basically said, if the BNP or the, N, you know, the, the EDL or, you know, the, the, the white supremacists are in town and shouting um, and being angry and all that, she explained to me what, what my privilege was, which was basically, I can walk past it. I can choose to put my head down and walk past it and they won't attack me. Yeah. Um, whereas she can never do that. And that's that's why I say I have a privilege in that is the fact that I can roll yeah. into, um, you know, a small town up north somewhere that doesn't see very many people and I'll be accepted at face value a little bit more than um, someone else who's also just as British as me and just as uh, awesome as me. So, yeah. Um, so that's that's why I acknowledge it, because it's it's actually to do with um, once you know things, it's really hard to put them down, isn't it? That's the thing you 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 know about the uh, the the just the everyday struggle of of people that did nothing wrong, literally, yeah. other than have a slightly different pigment or um, a name with with more syllables than Grant. You know that's it's, yeah. that's that's where it, where it comes to really. So yeah. so yeah, I that's why I, that's why I always have to acknowledge that because it's it's not about um, me acknowledging my privileges as such. It's it's acknowledging that there isn't a privilege for other people more than that. Yes, yeah. that's what it is. So yeah, so that's why that yeah that's why I say it. again I don't apologize for being a white man. I think I'm a sexy motherfucker, but um, it's <laughs> it's um, uh, it's actually to do with. Um, uh, if, if you're going to say you're an inclusive artist and things like that, I have to be an inclusive artist. That's it. Only fascists aren't uh, aren't p- are the people who shouldn't enjoy my shows. And even then, I try and say it's a point of growth. If you're offended at any of these songs, uh, it's a point of growth. You don't have to choose to be a fascist all the time. No, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. that was actually going to be one of my questions as well. Um, just bear with me a second because I'm just searching okay. for it. So I won't be... That's all right. Um, uh, I reckon it was something like, "Hey, Grant, um, <laughs> I'm a fascist." And, and <laughs> I'm a hundred percent not that. <laughs> no, I was gonna. Oh, okay. Oh, that's good. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm definitely. I'm. I'm like. We've done, we've done like fifty minutes of this now. <laughs> that would be like now. The, now yeah. you come out as a goddamn Nazi. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I couldn't do video call because the um, I got permanent <laughs> marker on my lip, um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, for a touch. Uh, you could easily turn it into a little Dali if you want to, though. That's the thing. You could turn it into a Salvador Dali. I could. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, sorry. No, 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 that's absolutely fine. Um, I was going to say that, um, you know, see, like, well, do you ever get ne- negative feedback about your lyrics and yes, how all the do you time yeah of, like how, how do you like deal with that as well so you kind um, of again that it's ish, the but, it's yeah yeah it's the hard shell soft soft exterior sort of thing you know if someone comes up to me and says i don't like what you you know i think you were calling me uh um so i got one song called pubes and Toner, toenails the brexit song which is all about pride really it's all about national pride mm-hmm. and people putting you know it's putting stock in a flag rather than in actions or, you know, plans and systems. Um, and there's another song called I'm Sorry to Hear You're a Racist. And I played them once at a festival back to back. And um, 
and someone obviously confused the two things. So because uh, I sang about Brexit and she obviously voted for Brexit um, <clears throat> um, and then sang about racism, I think she, she compiled it in her head that I was saying because she voted for Brexit, I think she's a racist. Um, so she, she really came at me um, after this gig and um, to the point, uh, it was it was so hilarious for a few friends of mine that they actually made a mug of the the, uh, the moment. Anyway, um, but um, but yeah, I chatted for forty five minutes trying to trying to hear her in terms of what what her problem was, and then she just put it down to the fact that she doesn't like her Romanian neighbours, so she is a racist. Um, oh, so, <laughs> so, yeah, it, was, it, was, yeah. it was it was a bit of a shame, but yeah, I mean, I I get I get chat back all the time and. But that's um, so that the, the way I actually deal with that is about six months before when I'm writing the song is I make sure everything I'm saying is something I can back up. Yeah, um, fair enough. So that it's well researched. Um, uh, I, I sort of go through it emotionally um, and just make sure, you know, if someone goes, takes offense at anything, I can, you know, I can, I can just make sure I've got something to say. I also don't drink on stage or when I'm at work. So I, so I, I'm not going to be uh, too drunk to deal with it. I have to take full ownership, full responsibility for it. I know I do. So that's part of what I do is to put myself in a position where I am holding up a mirror to some people. And yeah. hopefully we're finding within that moment, it's, a, it's, it's very much based in the old clowns and the old... Um, what comedy used to be for comedy used to be about taking the piss out of all of our darknesses, all of our um, insidious little feelings that we all have. Um, and, and about exposing them and shining a light on them and saying, look how ridiculous this is and just stuff like that. And I don't begrudge anyone their opinion, but you know, when you, when it comes to a generalization of uh, you know, all Muslims are, grooming gangs or something like that and you go whoa whoa hang on yeah uh that makes no sense to me that's you know that's that's not a good way to base your opinion on anyone so um so that's that's what i try and do i try and laugh at the silly darknesses we have um that's my job so in the writing process i can usually back up the criticism after playing it that's the idea yeah it's a very long process no, no. I think well, I think it's very good how you how you're doing it. To be completely honest, so you well, know. no one else is, are they? Let's face it. The folk scene exactly. has just become a, a massive. It's become, as I keep saying at the moment, you know, the folk scene at the moment, like Mumford and Sons and stuff like that. Literally, they're all baronets or you know from private schools or whatever, <laughs> and uh, and they're all just they've got the same sort of uh, political. Uh, 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 credence as, as basically a, a motivational poster on an office wall saying keep going guys <laughs> you know that's what folk music's become it's like what the fuck why aren't you talking about stuff yeah um so oh, it's like so that I, kitty sorry that kitty in the yeah. hang in there <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. yeah yeah you got this um you know and, and it just becomes this anthem of people going i'm okay it's like no you're fucking not this you know russia um yeah so so i have to i have to sort of I have to pull myself into that place um, of realizing that I'm one of the few people out there actually doing it. You know, and you can say, yeah. well, Billy Bragg's up to it. And you go, yeah, Billy's, but Billy's put his time and he deserves his feet up. You know, some of us should take the strain a little bit now. Um, you know, that sort of thing. I just, I just think in terms of um, what folk music's become, it's become songs about drinking 
Uh, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, and combine harvesters. So. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, although that is a, the original. Let's face it. Yeah. Unless you know that was a that was a also a, a socialist luddite movement, wasn't it? So. Yeah. Um, the, the one thing we all know about the Wurzels is they're huge uh, communist luddites. Um, <laughs> I'm making this up. By no, the way. no, you are. Uh, I know. You know the fact that they are saying I've got a brand new combine harvester, but they don't want to use it because they don't like new technology. Um, but they're also a communist, so it means it belongs to everyone else. I'll give you the key. Um, that's the. <laughs> oh, that's, that's what terrible. they're all about. You leave yeah. the Wurzels alone. <laughs> I love them. I've played with them. I, uh, I did I a gig with them. Yeah, oh, it was brilliant. Um, and, I was going yeah. to ask that actually because I know I've noticed um, that you've done Glastonbury, Isle of Wight, uh, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, and uh, yeah. you've played alongside Skindred, who are one of my favourite bands, um, oh, and, yeah. and the Wurzels. So I was just wondering actually if you've got any sort of interesting stories or anything that you can sort of talk about with regards to those. Uh, well, they're all interesting stories. I, I was uh, I. I was supporting Bob Log the Third the other night in Cardiff, and I there was a point during the show where I just thought my life's brilliant. I love it. Um, <laughs> uh, I just thought, actually, sorry. Um, I believe you were making toast at some point on that stage. Where uh, you are, that's yeah. Bob brings a toaster and a bag of bread, and everyone can make themselves toast uh, yeah. during the show. Um, it doesn't supply any butter. Oh, you don't want dry you know, bread and dry toast. Uh, but, uh, but that's live music. It's changed, doesn't it? You can't you can't presume people's dairy habits. Um, <laughs> is that uh, um, is that sorry? Just to sort of ask as well, is that one of the right. weirdest things that you've probably done on stage, or is there more weird stories as you're giving us stories? I, <laughs> <laughs> I've done so much on stage that they, yeah, it's all blurred into one. I've I've. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm always up for seeing the potential of the next thing. That's what it is. So I don't remember half of them. Yeah. But yeah, that we're making toast on stage. I mean, it was it was a few of us. Let's face it, there was quite a lot of toast going round, um, going round. Sorry, rounds of toast. Oh Jesus! Yay. A brilliant, brilliant pun. Anyway, um, <laughs> multi-talented threat. That's me. Um, <laughs> and they. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I've I've seen lots of stuff. I've I've done all sorts of crazy things uh, on stage, uh, but I don't remember half of them now. <laughs> I should write them down at some point. Um, and weirdly, I have a, a life of well, yeah, I have a life of jokes with small subsets of people. So if I ever go to Walton, people shout wanker at me um, in a kind and lovely way. Yeah. But whenever they do that, and if they come to a different gig, the people from Alton, um, and shout wanker at me, everyone gets really angry with them. <laughs> it's like, hang on, that's a, it's a thing of love. Um, and it's hard to explain why it happened. But we're just going, wanker, and it's fine. Um, <laughs> it was a very, very personal joke. And um, just that sort of thing. So all my jokes are very specific to where I am, um, which is nice, but also quite confusing uh, to try and write them all down. Uh, with the Wurzels, though, um, I was asked to support really quickly. They they basically phoned me up and said, "We've we haven't got a support for the Wurzels. Can you do it?" I'm like, "Yeah," um, and uh, never never met the Wurzels before. Thought it'd be kind of fun, um, and then suddenly turned up realizing what I do on stage. I th you know my nostalgia kicked in straight away when I said yes, and I didn't realize that I actually had to play a gig really doing the stuff I do, and. Uh, and I said to I said to the Wurzels, I said, look, I'm a bit political. Is that all right? And it's a little bit sort of 
anti-government, anti-Brexit, and they just went, yeah, fuck them, um, <laughs> which was nice. <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> which was lovely. So I went on stage with two set lists, one which was slightly safe and one which was uh, the, the sort of a more offensive one. And uh, and, they, and I said, you've got two choices, audience. You've got an offensive set or you've got the, the safe set. And they went, offensive! So I went for it. And it was like pubes and toenails, the problem with the Muslims, genitals, all this stuff. And I literally divided the audience 52-48 down the middle, I think. Like just this, just absolutely madness you know and but you know they, yeah. they got what they voted for that's the way it works um uh yeah so i love the wurzels gig and then i had to run off and do another gig in salisbury or something that night so um i didn't get to see him but it was christmas time so they're doing accordion versions of white christmas and stuff so i don't think i missed too much oh okay uh, after seeing soundtrack <laughs> yeah i think i'd prefer to see them proper do you know what i mean than uh oh yeah totally yeah. totally yeah. it was but it was a great it was a great show though it was nice it was nice to meet them and lovely lovely to hang out with them um they're great Skindred, uh they've been old friends for years actually since uh since uh babylon came out because oh, uh, old old uh old danny p old dan pugsley's for he's a southampton boy so ah. So Toupee supported Skindred quite a lot, actually, um, whenever they came through Southampton. Uh, so we had we had a nice time. Uh, love Benji. Yes. Uh, he's uh, one of the finest people in the world. Uh, uh, once stood outside a gig with him. I don't know if I, I should say this or not, um, but he loves stand-up comedy. Oh, I'll say it. And he goes, oh, so you're doing a bit of stand-up, eh, Grant? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, oh, I love a good racist joke, I do. <laughs> and being being a black welshman yeah. um <laughs> it's just like well like, yeah <laughs> but he spent a lot of time out in the states and he just loved all those sort of um offensive comedians at the time it was just it was just brilliant i love a good racist joke i do um and then and a welsh little it's just brilliant it had me on the floor for ages anyway but that, yeah they're great guys really great guys and doing so well they're doing so so well I know it's um because obviously we are reasonably local to each other, aren't we? Um, the first yeah. time that I ever saw them was um well, it, it was in Boscombe in near. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's um for everybody else that's um near. Well, it's kind of was that uh, the, the old fire station or something? Yeah, so it was um yeah, it was actually that gig. So it was at the fire station. Okay. They used to do like the fish seeks bicycle there and stuff like that. I don't yeah. know if you ever did that. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've, I've been that. in there once, but I don't remember it. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was pretty drunk when I went in too. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they were actually playing a gig there and it was one of their first gigs. So it's like, it was actually, oh, brilliant. yeah, I've still got the ticket somewhere. So I've got yeah. like a little scrapbook I, of um, all of the gigs that I've seen and stuff like that. So, but yeah. My um, memory might be failing. But I think they did a gig at Mr. Smith's in Bournemouth. Do you remember Mr. Smith's? It's like a no. tiny little room up a rickety flight of stairs next to a place called Abracababra, which was brilliant. Um, and yeah. and um, uh, oh, oh, no, it wasn't. It was called Bunny. Sorry. Abracababra was around the corner. Anyway, but, um, but yeah, it was like this tiny little room. It was absolutely crazy. It might be my memory, though. I might have no, been. I mean it might it might be absolutely true because they they all start out small to begin with, don't they? Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, and it's like yeah. you know seeing them at um you know like seeing them at Download Festival because I I love heavy metal and rock music. I think they're they're two under Kiss this year now in oh, terms of main stage Friday, yeah. So well done, yeah, yeah. they're brilliant. They've worked so hard. 
Yeah, they're working their way up as well, aren't they? Definitely. Yeah. So, but yeah, I just, um, I, I think they're, you know, incredible band. So, you know, like mm-hmm. I've followed them for years. So, you know, if you, if you feel like giving them my email, you know, I'm more than happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Benji, want to go on this hey, show? Hey, Benj. <laughs> uh, it's all right. I don't try and, I don't try and annoy them, but, uh, but yeah. whenever I see them, it's always nice to hang out. That's, that's the way I see them. But, um, no, but yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're good people. I was absolutely joking, so don't worry about. Oh that. no, no, I yeah. I, I know, <laughs> but, but yeah, the the uh, um, uh, you, you you might be disappointed. That's a thing. Keep them in your keep them in your um uh, uh, uh fan box. Never you know yeah. never make people a friend box. Yeah, uh, yeah. If that... you if you love them enough. Yes, I think sometimes <laughs> that can be the case, kind of. It's uh yeah, it's better to yeah. have the imagination of something rather than you know the actual deal of it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so sort of on to another question you touched upon it earlier so with regards to your you're currently in the middle of a 20 year long musical project to write and record and release an album every six months after you've released the 40th album and you look back on everything what does success look like to you also why do you uh why did you come up with the idea in the first place um okay so I came up with the idea to um, essentially I I'm always interested in how you can make a career without using the music industry. The, the music industry spends so much time um, asking small bands to be a certain way before they let them become famous. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, they become a gateway to a thing. And, and unfortunately all those songs have to be inoffensive, safe, um, uh, danceable, whatever they have to be commercial, and if they don't see the money in it, they they kind of drop you. And and you watch a lot of bands scrabbling around to become the next big thing, when they should find the value in themselves to say we're us and we're fucking great, you know, just just um just to actually hold themselves. It's that sort of uh, you know be be your best self. That's all a band should do. Yep. And uh, I spend a lot of time. You know, when people say, oh, do you, do you not get annoyed playing to, um, you know, 15 people in Birmingham on a Monday night or whatever? And you go, no, why would I? 15 people turned up. This, this is okay. This is this is not a problem. Um, but it's this idea that you have to be some sort of stadium star mm-hmm. to be yeah. justified in your music. And um, you don't have to be. You know, that's that's basically it. You can make a sustainable career and have the best time um, and still tour, and it's still just as hard work. But I also get to hang out with people. I get to listen to people. I don't get sort of rushed away by security like Beyonce does, or my fans don't need six hundred quid to come meet me backstage like Adele does. You know, just like the, all this, this, we put so many barriers between our, our, ourselves and our fans. The bigger we get, so uh, my idea is to just constantly live within the people. That is, is that not the the point of a folk artist i think so that was the idea was to uh build something from scratch with nothing and by the end of it hopefully uh not be dead is that the thing that's the i think that's the success of it um but if i am hey 
Yeah, uh, don't have to worry about that pension problem. Um, <laughs> Although I have the, to say, I have to say, I'm getting a bit concerned because that's the third time you've referenced death now. So I really don't want you to die. Okay, it's <laughs> <laughs> because I've got a cold, Gemma. Oh. No, not really. Um, no, it's, uh, I'm so close to it anyway. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> uh, but no, but I mean, but but part of being alive is death. You know, that's that's yep. the thing. Um, and also. Um, that we get to a point where for about, I don't know, well, it used to be the age of 65, but it's probably going to go up to 71 by the time we're all finished. But, the um, you know, there's a thing where you're you're useful between 18 and 71, and then you go, right, retire, mm-hmm. and your body's not doing anything, so you can't really do too much anyway. Um, yeah, nah. So I'd, I'd, rather, I'd rather spend that time, because I know I definitely won't get it back, um, living basically yes. but 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 the the definition of death is much more to do about not living in rather than actually uh some sort of painful moment at the end of something um but yeah the 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 w- once the 40th album comes out there's going to be a big party somewhere and depending on how successful things are going well we'll determine the size of the venue so it might just be a gazebo um in a back garden or whatever depends on who's left at the end of 20 years <laughs> i might have offended all the fans by then by becoming some sort of right wing sort of you know i might i might become full white supremacist by sort of i don't know album 37 or something and then just lose the whole audience um so i don't know what's going to happen basically but um but yeah but the idea is to celebrate it but also have enough friends family stories and um uh, wisdom i hope i think there's always a thing to do with becoming wiser every time i do this um uh so that you know that maybe i can sit back and just write books or um uh, uh just uh, dish out some sort of sage advice to all the youngsters yeah <laughs> <laughs> i have to ask now because you've referenced your age a couple of times how old are you out of curiosity i'm 44 now okay so you're not old i started then. this at 35 <laughs> And I'll be 55 when it finishes. Yeah. That's the, that, yeah. So I'll still be viable, you know. There'll yeah. still be some sort of um, uh, some sort of life in me, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but if not, it's fine. Well, we'll <laughs> see. Yeah. Yeah. Could get run over by a bus tomorrow, couldn't you? Precisely. Exactly. Uh, and I, I uh, well, yeah, I, I nearly died three times on the last tour. So, yeah, I could, I could easily... I nearly died yesterday, to be honest. There was a paint pot flying around the M4. Oh, really? Um, that yeah, it fell off the back of a truck. I was, it was that was in the slow lane. I was just going past it, and this paint pot sort of flew off. Oh and God! I had to sort of swerve around that, and I, yeah, I've realised I've come closer to death than I probably realised <laughs> quite a lot, quite a few times. <laughs> but I'd rather, I'd rather go out on the road with a with a stray can of Dulux. Uh, <laughs> At least they wouldn't have to do the outline for you, would they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's exactly it um and uh but at the same time you know there was um the storm i was in north wales uh in november and uh, uh the storm happened and i was trying to drive from uh rill to the place i'm playing uh to the place i was staying and uh it took two and a half hours to drive 15 minutes um <gasps> Uh, because of all the fallen trees and trees falling in front of me and stuff yeah. like that, and it was just horrible. It was like one of the longest nights of my life, and um, yeah, I just I'm just always close to death, <laughs> so it's fine. You know, it's it, I'm kind of sort of quite relaxed about it now. 
that's all right. Maybe, maybe yeah. you are, you know, like we were talking at the very beginning with like the quick fire round, you know, with regards to like cat dog. Maybe your life is like a cat, you know, that you've got your uh, nine lives, but you know, the ever extending nine lives. I think dogs are just as close to death all the time as well. They, mm, but yeah, they haven't got point. the cynicism. They trust too many people. That's the problem with dogs. But it's, um, yeah. uh, yeah, I suppose so. I don't know. I, I, it's more to do with um, I try and I try and bring my life back to if I didn't have electro- electricity and luxury and things like that, what would I be doing? You know, and and the yeah. truth is, you try and become a hardy person by being outside all the time and be a uh, uh, a wiser person by surviving lots and lots of things. That's what, that's the only way to make wisdom happen is to experience a lot of things so um, and survive them. Um, because uh, that's it, basically. So I know not to stand next to the edge of a cliff, but at the same time, if there is a landslide, I feel like I know what to do. It's yeah. sort of how it is. Um, yeah, I agree. Because it's like um, with this, you know, if anything happens, like podcast, you know, like I think, oh, that's a good story for the podcast, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly yeah. that. Um, yeah. It, it, I, I think you live more when you acknowledge the fact that it's, it's going to stop. That's basically it. There's a lot of people in denial. Yeah. And they're quite happily watching the TV right now. And uh, it's like, whoa, hang on. What? Why would you do that? <laughs> or they're saying shit and they're listening to this podcast and going, oh, fuck, I didn't realize that it was that close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I'm going to sort of wrap things up in a second, um, only because I know you've got on- onion bargies waiting. I've got some bargies to eat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the last question from Owen is, did you like Paul Daniels, even if it was just for a little bit? I'm not sure what this is in reference to. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Did I like Paul Daniels? Well, because he had the phrase, didn't he? Uh, the, uh, you're going to like this, but not a lot. Yeah, that was his catchphrase, wasn't it? Ah, and, uh, I see. You see. So that's what he was trying to do there. Um, and yes, I did like Paul Daniels because he gave all short, bald, uh, slightly uh, like nothing but dad joke men yeah. hope that they could pull someone as hot as Debbie McGee. <laughs> uh, and that's what I loved about Paul Daniels was he gave he gave all of us uh, normal fellas hope that. Uh, a, a wonderful woman would happily be sawed in half by us. <laughs> <laughs> with their willies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, with the willies. <laughs> That's all we wanted. That's all I wanted as a child. And also he did things like Wizbit. Do you remember Wizbit? I do. Yes. Ha <laughs> ha, this away. Ha <laughs> ha, that away. Wizbit was the weirdest acid dream I've ever seen in my life. And you realise, what well, the... That should never have been made, no. surely. Uh, but he was he was responsible for that. So yeah, uh, no, I I did like Paul Daniels. I actually thought he uh, uh, defined a, a generation of us uh, in terms of uh, uh, being uh, not Jimmy Savile, that sort of thing. He was a nice person, nice person it seems. So yeah, yeah, um, but a workaholic, and that's good. So yeah, yeah. Uh, fair play. A bit like Tony Hart. Oh, I know. I love Tony Hart. I never yeah. want to hear anything bad against Tony Hart because like yeah, exactly. all, of, you know, all of my childhood the whole... <laughs> are turning into yeah, pedos. Went to prison. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When your when your childhood is made up of YouTube YouTube problems, you know, it's it's like um, the. Uh, but yeah, Tony Hart 
I, I, that was the one I was worried about. And it turns out he's absolutely fine. And he was just good. as lovely as as uh, we all thought he was. So, oh, that's Phew. good. Yeah. yeah, there is always salvation in the arts. That's yeah. what we found out. Yeah, it's when something comes out about David Attenborough that I'm like, oh my God, no. (laughs) (laughs) He's never touched a woman, but those monkeys. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, well, we've got a bit of a book going about who might die first in terms of the Queen or Attenborough, because they're only a month apart in age Mm. and stuff like that. And so, so yeah, that's that's the scary one. I'm wondering what the, you know, what will the national outcry be like or what will the, the national grief be like for yeah. the Queen and then what will it be like for Attenborough? You know, yeah. and you're slightly worried that the florists are going to do a little bit better with Attenborough. They, you know, if you know what I mean. And, and uh, you know, that's the problem, isn't it? You know, oh, well. yeah. she loved corgis but not the rest of the planet. Well, she did, really. Yeah, and she's got COVID yeah. at the moment as well, hasn't she? She's got she? COVID so, at the moment. Bless her. Um, uh, I've got so much respect for her. Yeah, um, can you name anyone in the world who's done the same job for 70 years? No. No, yeah. I can't. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Well, she's she's not an even incredible a great lady. Job. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not a royalist, but I'm a massive fan of her in terms of yeah, when someone says, right, you're doing this now for the rest of your life. Oh, fuck, really, am I? Yeah. All well, right. actually, I think, wasn't it her that said that she was going to do it? So um, she made the decision, I believe, to um, okay. rule yeah. until... Oh, yeah, but she she didn't have yeah. a choice in becoming the queen. No. As such. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the thing. So, but I suppose so she how could she approached the it, duty? Yeah, I suppose she could have handed yeah. it down a few years ago or whatever yeah. she wanted to. Yeah, but, precisely. She could have... She could have yeah tapped out at 75 or something like that and thought, right, I'm going to have a retirement or something. But yeah, but yeah the, the, the fact that she, the fact that she's taken it that seriously, despite the fact that she was not born to be that person yeah. Um, is, yeah, fair play. Yeah. <laughs> fair play. Um, we've ended on a, on a strangely patriotic note. That's weird. Yeah. Good old Lizzie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah no, she's, uh, she, she's, she's uh, great. In, in that regard, um, and then she's uh, terrible in everything she represents, <laughs> which is God deciding that one person is more important than everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's leave our queen alone. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, no, I know. It's either that or President Reese Mogg or something. So, yeah, at the moment, I'll take the queen quite happily. <laughs> absolutely i think i'd prefer that as well um i was gonna say obviously we are wrapping up the episode now and i'm not moving on because you know like i'm really you know i'm happy to talk about the queen all the rest of the evening if you like (laughs) i wasn't expecting to so no who was i (laughs) but um yeah before before we do wrap up what is your social media and where can people you know sort of buy your merch Uh, cds or whatever Oh, CDs. I don't do CDs anymore. Ah, okay. Um, it's all on paper these days. Um, yeah. I'm a plastic-free musician. Um, uh, but um, uh, Bandcamp is the best way to support me. Just type in Grant Sharkey in Bandcamp and you'll mm-hmm. find me. Um, and all the albums, all of the albums are there. There's one album that isn't on Spotify, and that's called Man School. That was number 13. Um, uh, it was too offensive for Spotify, so they <laughs> said, no, we can't make no money out of this. Um, and... <laughs> Um, Bandcamp is the is the best way to support all artists out there, okay. um, and also yeah, Facebook, Instagram, all that. If you want to keep up with the story, Instagram's probably best for it all. Um, in terms of the the different things that happen in my life, but um, but mainly 
It's, uh, yeah, I just typed my name in. There is another Grant Shark who lives in Portsmouth. He's a bit of a racist. He posts up um, <laughs> um, truck uh, pictures. So just, just to let you know, if you find yourself looking at pictures of lorries, uh, that's someone else. <laughs> in Portsmouth, not Southampton. I know there's a bit yeah, of a Portsmouth, rift between Portland yeah. and Yeah. I actually oh, had to block him on Facebook um, because uh, he just kept chiming in all the time. But what about the Muslims? Like, oh, God, really? Go away. <laughs> You're a disgrace yeah. to our name, Grant Sharkey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame. <laughs> um, you're also on Patreon as well, aren't you? Yes. Yes. Yep. Patreon's really good. Yeah. Um, uh, it's nice to be supported by people. I try, I hate two tier systems. Again, it's part of being me, but, um, uh, and I try not to treat the Patreons any differently. Um, than anyone else <laughs> despite the yeah. fact they're giving me money and supporting me and keeping me alive so um so i it, it, i i sometimes try and make a thing that only the patrons get first uh which i'm just about to do actually i'm mm-hmm. gonna after my barges i've got to wipe my hands and start packing envelopes so owen shall be getting something um, people like that so yeah it's um uh but i'm keeping it all a secret Fair <laughs> enough. this time yeah um <laughs> Uh, but that, that, it will be it will be a thing in a couple of weeks once everyone's got them. So yeah, it's it's okay. Um, but yeah, it, uh, Patreon's really good. Um, if again, if you've got artists you love, uh, Patreon's actually a really good way of of keeping everyone alive and funded. I try not to never make more money than I need. That's my my rule in life. So I don't really push all these things. I'd rather I'd rather everyone had access to me, not just the rich. Yeah, that's yeah. That's a really great way and outlook of looking at things. Definitely, tell uh, my bank manager that. No, um, <laughs> no, it's uh, uh, it's to do with keeping it as as humble as I can. Really, if I start to think I'm more important than anyone else in the room, um, I've failed. Yeah, and all my songs have failed. So yeah, that's that's basically it. So yo um, keeps it real. Yeah, I I got upset in Cardiff the other night when they sort of they gave me money for food um this is after i i came back with owen and we'd had our savloys and chips and everything like that they actually gave me money for my food that night and i just went oh, well, i've already bought it so don't worry about that I'm like no you've got to have it I'm like, oh, I, I, well it, it made no sense to me <laughs> it's yeah. like i don't you know and it, 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 it was silly um so so yeah but it was, it was one of those things that those little things can uh really sort of play into the whole idea that i'm some sort of star and i deserve special treatment um but i don't i'll i'll take it salty like the rest of the tadpoles <laughs> lovely well i was gonna say i hope you haven't felt like i've given you any special treatment on this episode because i certainly haven't so. <laughs> I, I don't feel like i've been treated at all well so yeah that's fine <laughs> perfect i like I'm my guest to feel yeah no i know you are i like i, like I, I feel, feel like i'm threatened that's just shame's yeah, shh, we're not supposed to talk about stuff that we didn't record, okay? <laughs> I told you to be better. <laughs> no, I couldn't I couldn't hurt a fly. So, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. No. If I was really angry at something, I would definitely get, you know, uh, like... If the fly was a fascist, though, yeah, would you talk to them? Yeah. Probably, because it would be an interesting yeah. story, so... <laughs> well, absolutely. <laughs> Where um, did you... How did you get here? You know? <laughs> um, through a sacred bloodline. Our maggots always lived in this area. Um, yeah, that sort of thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, in that case then, 
I think that we've been talking enough cod's wallop this week. I have been Gemma. Are you happy to take yourself out? I've been Grant. Can I say that? I've been Grant. Yes. Sorry, it sounded like I've I've been Gemma. I was like, oh, I've been Grant. I will be Grant tomorrow as well. <laughs> Gemma won't be. No. No, I won't be Grant tomorrow. <laughs> She'll be a fly, a fascist fly. I will. <laughs> <laughs> I need budgies. <laughs> Calm down, heal the disparity. What's real or fantasy? Calm down. Vulnerable, getting hysterical. Go outside, breathe in the oxygen, focus yourself again. Leave your phone, turn off the screens to the YouTube and memes because if by taking your red Gets one innocent person killed Fuck you Fuck you Brutality ask women when the hyper religious tried them as witches, no proof, just lies, no facts and no evidence backed by a credulous mob who believe without question they were fighting Satan so. If the things you believe on the memes and screens over reality leads to another's tyranny.